everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Um, Anna and I are so excited to um, be with you today and to get to talk to you a little bit. Thank you just for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please like it and subscribe and share with your friends and post on social media and tell your husbands and whatever. (laughs) Your kids, your aunts, your uncles. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not your your kids. I mean, whatever. don't care. Yeah, we're so glad to be back after a little break, and we are going to start with a new segment that we thought of. Um, we, well, you know that we both have a hard time sharing a low that we don't turn into a high, so <laughs> we decided to shift gears a little bit and share something each week that has come from our practice in some way, so yeah. some practice notes of sort, yes. um, and we're hoping to kind of share what how this practice shows up, you know, sometimes that might be on the mat for sure, but also in the rest of our lives. And it could be yoga, it could be body acceptance. Um, But to really kind of dig into what does this look like in an ongoing real life basis for us? So that's what we're going to start with. Um, So I will share mine first. Um, On Sunday, I had a bunch of stuff that I wanted to do, as I always do every day, (laughs) especially on the weekend, is when Nick and I have a bunch of things that we're doing around the house or to get ready for the baby or whatever. Um, And I got sick after Thanksgiving. I had like a stomach thing. I just felt really tired. And I could feel myself really wanting to do all that stuff because I said I would. It was on my to-do list. Um, we had time to do it, which we don't always have time to do it. Um, and I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, I'm so tired. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to rally. I'm going to do it. And then I was just like, why? (laughs) Why would I do that when I know that I'm just going to feel worse Yeah. and that it's going to make me then have to kind of drag for another two days or whatever, because I was also kind of fighting off a cold. Um, so I chose to rest and that feels like a practice note or something from my practice. Number one, just choosing to rest because I don't feel like I ever let myself rest before Shavasana really. (laughs) Um, And then number two, because I was able to just kind of notice those different thoughts that came up and be like, Oh, I'm noticing that I want to do this, but also that I'm feeling this way and sort of sorting through what felt like the best choice in that moment. That's really good. I'm gonna practice, what about you? I'm going to practice that sometime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when that happens. So yeah. I actually, um, <clears throat> I talked about this on a podcast for the studio yesterday, and um, I've been thinking about it a lot, um, just about the idea of practicing on the mat practicing things that I don't normally practice. Like even as a teacher, not only as someone who practices yoga, but then also teaches yoga, I definitely can get in like a rut. I don't like to think of it that way because ruts feel bad to me. (laughs) I'm just doing what feels good. But when I say in a rut, I mean like kind of doing the same things over and over again. And so I will like, I will do hip openers all day long. They're my favorite thing in the whole world. (laughs) And I would just like only practice hip openers ever. 
if I didn't know that I needed to practice other things. And sometimes those other things can feel uncomfortable because I don't do them regularly. (laughs) And I just want to default back to doing hypno openers because they feel good to me. Um, And so I've just been thinking about One, allowing myself to sit in discomfort. Now, when it comes to actual yoga practice on the mat, I'm not talking about pain. um, Right. Because we would definitely tell you, like, if it's painful, don't do it. But differentiating one between pain and discomfort. So, like, like really being mindful of what that is. Allowing myself to sit in discomfort. Knowing that if I allow myself to sit in something long enough, it will become less uncomfortable. And so I've been thinking about how that for me can often translate off the mat in the form of my relationships Um, and how I definitely gravitate towards certain relationships. I'm talking about men that that feel none of them are listening to this, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) that feel comfortable because it's what I've always known and I know how to navigate it. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's what's best for for me or what I need. And so I need to allow myself to sit in relationship with people that feels maybe a little bit uncomfortable or that I don't feel like an initial comfort with in hopes Mm -hmm. that like, or not even in hopes, but the possibility that that could become more comfortable and feel more familiar and, um, won't feel as like, like won't, won't feel so much like I just want to be doing hip openers. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. yeah, I've experienced that in friendships too, where I feel like, especially when I was in my like late teens, early twenties, I had a lot of friendships that felt like, I was trying to do a big song and dance to keep that person as my friend. And yes. it was my job to kind of carry the friendship. Yes. Yeah. And then that got really old after a while. And yeah. I started to shift out of doing that. And it was unfamiliar to kind of let the other person meet me or to not feel like I had to do this whole, you know, big rigmarole to yeah. make them be my friend. That's good. Um, And now that does feel totally comfortable. And I think if I was somehow in the other old situation again, I would be like, what is this? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Great. You ready to move to the next part? Okay. So corner of the curve. I'm so excited today. It's just going to be Anna and I. Um, not that we aren't enough because we are, <laughs> but we are going to talk today about curvy life. So hopefully you are on our um, email list and you have gotten an email about um, curvy life. Maybe you've seen some stuff on social media, um, but we just kind of wanted to talk about it today, talk about where it came from, um, talk about how it's going to benefit you, how it benefits us. Um, and I'm really excited just to talk about it a little bit and give you some more information. Yeah, I think it really builds on what we were just talking about, which is how this practice has a way of unfolding from the mat into yeah. the rest of your life over time. Yeah. And in our conversations between you and I, 
we have been talking about, okay, we have a lot of career yoga resources for people who are more towards the beginning of their path. So people who are saying, I'm really interested in trying yoga. I don't really know how to make it work for my body. I mean, that was the entire genesis of yoga. And And so that's still a hugely important part of it. And also our personal practices have grown. um, And that's true for the people in our community, many of whom have been with us from day one, honestly. So almost 10 years later, um, people are seeing the fruition of their practice and the different ways that it shows up in their lives. And I have definitely personally experienced after practicing yoga for almost 20 years that it gets harder and harder to find resources when you're a little further along your path. It certainly doesn't need to be 20 years. Um, but that sometimes it's just like, okay, there's so much for people on the beginner path. And I think that's also true for body acceptance. There's a lot of kind of how to start making some of those shifts. But then once you have then you're kind of left on your own, Um, which I think has some value. You get to figure out what is true for you and what's relevant for you. Um, But it also can be nice to have some support and to hear from other people. I feel like I've personally gotten that the most from one-on-one conversations with friends. So people who have been practicing for a while, who's been doing body acceptance for a while, then we can kind of talk one-on-one and say, here's what I'm experiencing. And they're like, Oh yeah, me too. Or here's another thing I'm experiencing. Um, But we wanted to be able to expand that beyond just the people you kind of happen to run into who have a a similar experience. So we're thinking about curvy life as a new branch of curvy yoga. And really it's something we've been talking about in different ways for a long time. We're just kind of pulling it together in this more concentrated way. Um, It certainly includes this podcast, um, our blog, where we're having more of our teachers share. They're often sharing about ways that yoga is showing up in their lives. And obviously, you know, from listening to this podcast that we pretty much that's all we do, too. Um, And we're also going to have an experiential version of this next year. So we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But that's a little plug. (laughs) Um, and I think this is all really about figuring out what that sometimes elusive phrase yoga off the mat means in your life yeah. in a variety of different areas. Yeah. Um, so I'll share an example um, of when this has shown up for me recently. You know, I was trying to think about something I would share and I thought in some ways I feel like every part of my life is yoga off the mat 100%, um, yeah. just because it has kind of permeated through in different ways that I often don't even recognize. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the ways that I think about how it shows up in a way that I am able to identify is when I'm making some intentional choices, especially that I might not have had the skills or capacity to make in an earlier version of my life. Yeah. So, Nick and I, a few years ago, we started doing these Sunday night check-ins is what we called it. And we would check in. So we would um, share something we were grateful to each other for during the week. Um, Something that was going on, whether it was something that was a challenge that we needed to discuss or just even some practical things, you know, that are needed to discuss in the course of running a house together. Yeah. 
Um, and then we would kind of check in about what's coming up in the week and wrap up with an intention. So I love this. this. You do? Yes. I'm going to make the kids do it. They're going to hate it. Oh, yes, you should. (laughs) Andre will love it. Jaya, I can't wait to take pictures of the faces that she makes while we do it. (laughs) Yeah, you can send us to me. I'm so excited. Um, So it's really great. And then we fell off doing it. I think we were busy. I think it also happened when we were moving to Portland. So we just were doing so many different things. And then as happens for me, I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And then Nick and I were taking this class that was about the the couple becoming parents. So that transition, um, which was such a great class. And one of the things that they talked about was really staying connected to each other and communication. And Nick was like, oh, we should do our Sunday night check-ins again. And I was like, oh, yeah, what? That what was it? <laughs> yes. So he reminded me and I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be so great. So we started doing it again, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Okay. And listen, we're together all the time. We both work from home. It's not like we don't have opportunities to talk to each other, but there's something about this intentional coming together to say, hey, what's going on? What are things that might be unsaid? What are things we noticed but maybe didn't acknowledge each other for in the moment? Um, And it also just kind of, at least for me, turns up my attention to what he's doing. Because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I noticed that he did this. And I might say thank you in the moment. And also I might, you know, just think, oh, I'm going to remember to tell him that in the Sunday night check-in. So, Can you um, do a relationship podcast? (laughs) That's all I have. (laughs) She's like, that it. That's the podcast. (laughs) Uh, it's now over. <laughs> You're like, I just did it. <laughs> this is such a small thing, but last week, so sitting on a hard surface has become uncomfortable for me. When yeah. I stand up, my bones just hurt. And yeah. so I, I got this yoga ball chair. Okay. And I was upstairs. I don't know what I was doing, but I heard Nick start blowing up the ball and setting up the chair and it, I hadn't asked him to do it. He just started doing it on his own because he knew I needed it. Yes. And I was like, I feel so loved in this moment. Yes, <laughs> so I remembered because to tell someone that. recognized what you needed and you didn't have to tell yeah. them. Right. Exactly. That was so sweet. So then I shared that with him in the check-in because I wasn't with, like I wasn't in his presence when he was doing it. So I thought, oh, I'll just share it with him. I like, love that. Yeah. So that's, you know, there's so many different ways that I think it can show up. Yeah. And that's a recent one for me. I love that. That's really good. Um, I think for me, just kind of circling back around to what I already talked about, um, Mm -hmm. for me, it definitely shows up not just in a relationship, but in all kinds of things, um, in recognizing my draw to like comfort and familiarity and, and realizing, like I said earlier, that sometimes things are uncomfortable and that's okay. Um, yeah. And again, this is like literally every area of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what we're talking about, <laughs> we can talk about anything. Um, like working things out on the mat for me has helped me really process that and um, 
and not just in relationships with other people, but just like my tendency to do things, um, to just like focus on one thing and just do that thing while avoiding all of the other things. And then that that's like not good for the whole picture. So while it's not good for your whole body, it's not good for the rest of your entire life as well. (laughs) So it's really helped me recognize that thing in myself, which I would not have seen as a, as a negative thing before. Like it doesn't sound bad to let yourself be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. Like, Oh, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. But I think, um, recognizing that it's good for me to, to listen to my whole body and not just part of my body and give my whole body what it needs has helped me realize off of the mat <clears throat> that it is okay to seek out comfort in certain things. But, um, sometimes, again, just because something's comfortable doesn't mean that it's what's best for you or what's good for you. Um, And so for me, I really just feel like, again, that is like such a big picture thing. Like you said, it kind of shows up in your whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, for me, it's really, it's really showing up and, and I'm really able to dissect it now in my relationships. Um, But I think, you know, I've, I avoid other things too. (laughs) Don't feel good. Like sometimes I avoid paying a bill until the very last minute because it doesn't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) But having electricity is really important. And so (laughs) you need to pay that bill. Um, I'm only halfway joking. Um, But I do think that has been like the biggest, I know that's so macro, but it's, it has been the biggest thing for me that I, before yoga, my yoga practice didn't realize about myself, definitely didn't realize about my relationships and didn't kind of realize like how that spills over into my entire existence. Yeah. I'm really glad that you're sharing this macro level one, because I feel like this happens a lot, whether it's related to something we learned on the yoga mat or in our relationship with our body. Um, I'm also thinking about so many times when I was blaming my body for something. Yeah. And then as I started down the body acceptance path, started to realize, Oh, I was actually maybe just stressed or, Maybe I just was feeling sick and all these things where I just would turn it inside and then started to see that everywhere. (laughs) And I still do. Um, When those thoughts come up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what else is going on here? This is kind of the first thing that gets my attention because it's what I'm cued to or it's my default or whatever. Um, I think that happens. Yeah, we see that everywhere. Yeah, I agree. So. These are the kinds of things that we're interested in exploring in the program that I mentioned earlier, which is called the Curvy Life Intensive. And it's going to be a 10-month program that meets both online and in person. So we really wanted to have both of those components. And we wanted to have a good chunk of time because as you can see, these conversations, it's not something you can really just open up in two weeks and then be like, okay, well, now we know what this means. Figured it out. It's really something we're thinking about much more as a guided exploration than a course where you're going to come away with X, Y, and Z, um, you know, deliverables or whatever from the class. 
Um, so we are going to have 20 people, a max of 20 people in this. And again, we wanted to keep it small so that we could have these kinds of conversations. So the gist is that every month you'll be getting two emails with opportunities to practice. So we're going to be inviting you into these kinds of conversations that we're having right now. There will also be every month a live call or practice. So we'll do kind of a variety of things just depending on what we're talking about that month, what feels relevant to the conversations we've been having. We might do some yoga practice. We might do some conversation, probably a mix of all of those things. Um, And it's really something where Liz and I are going to be participating just as fully as everyone who is a part of it. And the topics we're going to be exploring. So each month we're going to have a different topic, um, our practice, embodiment, inquiry, Meaning, simplicity, community, seasonality, ritual, intuition, and kinship. So we're really going to be thinking about how do these things show up in our lives? How do they show up on the yoga mat, off the yoga mat, in relationship to our body? And our hope is that everyone who participates will have their own experience of that. So it's definitely not our intention to come up for each person to come away with a certain set of conclusions. Right. Um, I think we're thinking about it a lot more like what I mentioned earlier, the kinds of conversations you're maybe able to have with people one-on-one or in a small group or in a similar place on their own path as you are. Um, And then what I'm also extremely excited about is that September 13th through 15th next year, we will be gathering together in person in Portland, Oregon. So we have not had a career yoga retreat since 2016, and we are really excited about the idea of being able to bring those connections that we will have built together online over the course of nine months into the in-person space. So we're going to be meeting at a beautiful yoga studio in town, and then people will be able to choose wherever they want to stay. I have found that that is um, the best, so that if you have friends in town, you want to share an Airbnb, you want to go totally glam or you want to camp or you want to glamp. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You can figure out what works for you. Um, So we're so excited about this program and it's going to be opening for registration this coming Sunday. If you're listening in relative uh, real time on December 2nd and we'll have early bird through December 14th where you'll be able to save um, $300 if you sign up in that time. So we are going to do, some very brief, easy, don't be scared applications. Yes. <laughs> we want to make sure that you feel like it's a good fit for you. We want to be able to answer any questions that you have. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, when we roll it out, it'll be through our email list. We'll also be sharing on social media. Then you will um, apply and we will answer any questions you have or anything. And then we'll fill it on a first come first serve basis. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think what you just said is really important is that our intention in this is not for us to like teach you something that you like, we have this curriculum of things that we are going to teach you. And that is your takeaway. Um, I think why this will be beneficial for Anna and for myself and for you is really, it's just a way to open up like your own, thoughts (laughs) about these things for you for sometimes like for me it's really helpful 
to hear someone talk about their experience with something and to, and it just kind of will like trigger something in me and I might go, okay, that's not my experience, but hearing you talk about that or how that's affected you or how this has played out for you helps me unpack my own story or my own relationship to my body or my own yoga practice or my own, um, you know, like my own feelings of community or ritual or intuition or whatever. And so I really think that what this is, is just a way for not only Anna and myself to kind of share some things with you that we've been thinking about or share with you what comes up for us while we kind of do this thing together for 10 months, but it's also a way for you guys to share with us and to share with each other. Um, Building community is really important to us and, you know, through the wonders of the internet (laughs) and social media, um, there are ways that we can build community with each other, even if we don't live in the same cities. Um, And so I think that's definitely my hope in this is to really just have conversations and maybe the way things are unfolding for us, it doesn't exactly play out that way for you, but it creates a space where you can begin to unpack some things for yourself or see things in a different light or in a different way. Um, And to really be able to build community with these like 22 people that includes us (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. who will kind of be coming together for this 10 months to kind of like work this stuff out. Yeah, it's, I think, really about deepening your practice and having a framework to do that in the sense that, you know, we're going to be offering things like reflection questions and guided meditations and yoga practices from the studio that might be a, a useful place to work with this. Yeah. And that you then are able from those resources, from our conversations to figure out what deepening your practice means for you in yeah. this season of your life. I love it. And for people who are yoga teachers who are listening and thinking this sounds interesting to you, um, we will be offering continuing education credit. And I feel like when you are taking time to intentionally engage with and deepen your own practice, it's just inevitable (laughs) that that's going to show up in your teaching Um, with what you're sharing, with the kinds of resources you want to bring into your classes, with, what you're thinking about, you hope your students take away from the experience. So everyone is welcome, students and teachers, but we just wanted to mention that for those of you who are teachers, um, there's kind of that added layer of how you might engage with this material. Yeah, totally. I'm excited. So keep your eye out. We will have a link to sign up for our email list if you're not on it um, already in the show notes for this podcast. Yep. And then also, you know, we'll be sharing it everywhere, social media. So yes. just just keep an eye out uh, starting December 2nd. Yay! Which is this weekend, I which know. is blowing my mind. <laughs> I know. It's hard to believe it's already December wow, almost. Wow, that's so crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. So crazy. So up next, we are going to do Curvy Collab. So if you are new, you haven't been around very long, this is just a segment where we share a resource. And what you are probably learning is that Anna is amazing at giving you resources that are going to like fill your heart and your soul and give you beautiful things to read and listen to. And I am shallow and... I just want to make sure that your social media looks good. 
that that you have products that help with boob sweat. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't bring a lot more to the table. <laughs> I feel like we see that differently because I'm like, you know, so many more interesting things than I do. <laughs> so I was um going this week I was like I'm gonna do something really soul like something for the soul and I couldn't come up with anything and so (laughs) I'm gonna share so I have a new favorite thing Mm. and sometimes I feel like I'm a little late to the party on this one and I'm often late to the party on a lot of things um but I'm sure you've seen them circulating around social media I know Anna mentioned a couple weeks ago that she had bought some like new face products and I bought a jade roller. Oh. So I mm-hmm. don't – have you seen those? Yes. Okay. So I bought – listen, I am down for aging. Like I cannot wait to turn 40. Like I'm so excited. It's three years away, but I'm really excited <laughs> about it. And <clears throat> I like aging. I feel better about myself now at 37 than I did at 27. Like, you know, I'm I'm down with aging. But I'm also down with like going – like gracefully doing it. <laughs> so I I don't know that the jade roller is going to actually do anything for my face. My daughter, who is 15, was like, oh, so now you're rubbing crystals on your face? It's <laughs> like, yes. And she she like yelled to her brother, she's gone too far. Like she's gone too far. She's rubbing crystals on her face. But, I love so much. <laughs> but listen, I don't care if it never does anything. It feels so good. So okay. I'm definitely someone who can like, um, like if I'm tired, like I like I can really like see it in my face. And mm-hmm. so you put it in the freezer. So it's like cold. Yes. So you put it in the freezer. The jade gets really cold. And then you just like rub it on your face in like upward motions. It's very like invigorating. Hmm. And it feels really good. I had like um, – listen, I'm not diagnosing anything or telling you that I found. Don't take that. Like I'm not saying that, but like the key to anything. I had like a – tired headache the other day you know when you just like don't sleep well and you wake up with just like a mild something yeah and so I just like rubbed like my forehead and under my eyes and I felt so much better oh that's nice so listen rubbing crystals on my face is working (laughs) (laughs) whether it's placebo effect or not it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I don't even care <laughs> you can get them very inexpensively on Amazon, which is where I bought mine. It's probably nice. not even real jade. Um, <laughs> whatever, it's holding it feels good. Whatever, it's holding it feels good. So uh, that's my resource for the week. Get you a jade roller. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm always hot, so I'm just gonna get yes, one. You should get that. Down. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would feel so good. Yeah. Oh, especially being pregnant, I. I'm like out in short sleeves oh, and leggings. Oh. And other people are in parkas. <laughs> so when I was the same way, I'm always hot too, but then also when I was pregnant, I was super hot and 
I remember going, Jaya was born in February and I was super pregnant. It was January and I was going to a birthing class and I was in flip flops and cropped yoga pants and a t-shirt because I was just like, this is what feels, I'm giving myself what I need. At that point in my life, I didn't even know that that was a thing you could do to give yourself what you need, but I was doing it. (laughs) That's right. You knew you were on your path already. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to shift into our gratitude section. So what's yours this week? So I am really thankful this week. I got to go out of town just really quickly this weekend with my kids. We were gone and back within 24 hours. Um, So it was really (laughs) short. But I was, as I probably definitely mentioned up on a podcast that maybe hasn't even aired yet. Maybe it has. I don't know. But I needed to buy new tires. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it was painful. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, it, I was like, this is insane. I can't believe this is what this costs. But we drove to Memphis this weekend. And I was like, I'm so thankful for, like, everything that we have that allowed this to happen. So, you know, being yeah. able to, like, flexibility with work and – um, having those new tires and just everything that kind of allowed us to get away just for like a a brief little minute. It felt really good. So I'm really thankful for that time that we – for the time that we had together, but then just for everything that allowed that to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, mine this week is I am definitely really feeling the love and support of our people in our lives, our friends and family. I love it. Um, between the holidays and baby stuff, um, it's just been a nice opportunity to reconnect with people and, um, yeah, just remember how many great people we are lucky to have in our lives and the ways that we support them and they support us. I am traditionally not good at receiving support. Uh, It's always something that I am working on. Um, and so I'm trying to do that. Uh, more and more. And of course, the opportunity of being pregnant and having a baby is a great opportunity to do that. Um, So I'm grateful that people are showing up and that we can show up for them too. I love it. That's so good. Yeah. All right. So we're just going to wrap up and we will take one deep breath together to close. So inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.